0: Welcome to episode 241 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 241 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How are you going, mate? I'm all good. Do you know what? You were losing your voice. Uh, DJBJ is suffering now. Suffering. Honey. I'm in the suffer fest. I worked you too hard. You worked me too hard. You got the whip out. John, were you happy with the event? It was all good. It was,
1: it was all good. good? No, I mean, a couple of little modifications to make, but nothing to hey, nature. First year. First year, can't complain. Triathlonfestival.co.nz if you want to check it out. The results, nice. The photos, photos. Are, I've got a couple of links on the Facebook page of people. Bruce Wilson, yeah, he's got some outstanding photos. He's a good
0: photographer, isn't he? Okay, uh, I am is proudly brought to you by coffeesofwa.com. Check it out to get some awesome coffee and maybe see Alberts from Mankona. Athlinks.com, social networking for endurance athletes. And extreme endurance And uh, get on it to get faster through building down your lactic acid or building down your lactic acid Buffering it Buffering it, John, I'm losing my voice Today's going to be a struggle for me, but that's okay, I'm, I'm here for the team That's right And in today's show, what have we got? Let me pull up the show notes We've got, we got a bit of news we are thin on news Thin on news And then we've got part two of our interview with Brett Sutton Mm-hmm and there's been some interesting discussions around that interview So, lot well, of stuff on slow twitch going down um, Website of the week, questions and answers And that's pretty much it So first of all, news is proudly brought to you by Xtry.com Check out Xtry for the latest news, reviews and interviews with the stars And the first piece of news, John Crowy is going to be racing Ironman Australia Interesting, uh, because you, know, you, you look
1: at the press release and it's all very diplomatic Oh yep happy to be racing, supporting the race, and they're all saying, oh, this is a coup for our race to be getting Crowley racing, and it is, but I guarantee you... Have you got an inside scoop? No, well, I guarantee you he's not very happy about racing. Because, oh, uh, having, to yeah, yeah. Uh, having to race an Ironman. Having to race an Man, having to start his season earlier, won't be happy about it, but their ruling is working. You know? it's, I mean, for the spectators and for everybody else involved in the sport, it's great to see these guys racing, and uh, and they're spreading the spreading the... Spreading out to more more races, they're going to get more coverage, so it's it's a it's a great move by them, but for the athletes, I know that people like Crowy will not be happy about racing. But
0: in uh, saying well, that, how many of the athletes were already doing one Ironman a year?
1: Well, I'd, I'd say a reasonable number of the top ones. Um, you know, Mirinda um, Marinda Carfrey, uh Julie Dibbins hadn't done one. Um, I don't know, we'd have to have a look through that, but I'd yeah. say, you know, there'd be, be a reasonable sort of handful. So, because there's no money in Australia now... Well, I'm, 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 I, we probably should check that, but I'm pretty sure there was only $25,000 prize money for the Ironman, and then there was 25000 for the 70.3. If anybody in Australia wants to correct me, I'm happy if you do that, and I'll give them some love. There's more money than that, but I recall that from when, the, uh, when they had that initial press release, and the points weren't that great either. So for Crowy, it's not really probably about the money, it's not really about the points. He doesn't it's, really need the points, does he? It's really just about ticking one off. So do you think you will cruise it? I don't think it would cruise it, but I don't think if somebody took a.
0: Well, I don't know. Who knows? Because it's still pretty early in the season. Yeah.
1: I still still think, though, if he was at <coughs> going at 90%, he'd probably still win yep. as opposed to 100%. I don't think you'd see him going for a course record or anything if he is in the front. I'll put it that way.
0: Nice. Okay, I'm in Western Australia. Sales out in 4 hours and 20 minutes. Um, wow. Boom. That's-
1: and they've just got to put on more races in Australia It sounds like they're going to you know. Rumours were there's going to be one in Melbourne There's rumours that there's uh, No, there is a challenge Jones one obviously in Cairns So, you know there's, uh, They've just got to put on more races Because they're all selling out
0: i okay, get more news, we're flying through news, John we need to, I can't talk that much, so I'm kind it's of okay. giving it to you today But ITU, impressive TV stats, John Now, to be honest, I did look at this And these are bullcrap
1: Oh yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. But the one interesting stat that that came up for me was, uh, you know, you can you can it's like web stats and things like that. You can and magazine circulation and listenership on shows yeah. and all that. You can spin it any way you like and say how many people you've got listening. But the key thing for me on there was. That it's actually live broadcast in 24 countries. Yep. And that was probably the, the one stat that I looked at and thought, hey, that's pretty impressive. Mm. Imagine if Ironman had um, live coverage in you know, a lot more countries. It, it would just, be, it would just it would go huge. Or even if they had a, a one hour highlights package on the day of the race or something like that, it would be, it would be massive.
0: Um, well, they're claiming in this article here that ITU are saying that basically they're getting 323 hits or contacts, is what they're saying. Million. Yeah, million, sorry, uh, contacts in 2010, which basically means that it's on that many television sets. But, you know, nowadays we have 200 channels, so likelihood of... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you, you can't read anything into that. But uh, yeah. the one stat that I thought was impressive was um, that they're broadcasting 149 countries and 24 countries uh, yeah.
0: live coverage. And spectators on site, nearly, you know, 730,000 people. It's mm-hmm. a lot of people watching races. Yeah, so, like at the, you know, and when you do go to go to these races, there
1: they are good spectacles, you know, especially if you went to, say, Frankfurt or something like that, that place is just
0: packed out. Okay, well, Chris McDonald seems to be moving, we're well, not really sure what's happening with his career, but he seems to be moving more into the media, he's been doing uh, some work with X-Try, Um the big sexy on the couch with Hilary Biscay videos are up there right now.
1: Yeah, so he's, it's on Xtry, but I think he's done a few others I saw sort of popping around, so he seems to be been becoming media man, and he's got a series, and he calls it um, BS with uh, D uh, with BS and BS or something. BS with BS yeah so he's interviewed Hillary there. He also talked to her um, about uh, Ultraman and looks like he's just moving moving that way and uh, and obviously he does quite a bit of the the Kona coverage so we have to get a lowdown from his brother exactly what is going on
0: well no i did I did I talked to him yeah. and he was just saying that basically he works as a contractor for Iron Man live mm-hmm. and uh, the reason they like him is because if you know chris he's just one of those guys who knows all the facts you know mm-hmm. he's just a real kind of geek when it comes to the facts and stuff and so He's obviously, you know, a good character as well, but, you know, he really knows triathlon and he knows, you know, who knows everything about everyone in the sport. So just a lot of knowledge that really helps a better experience. So, Challenge Henley. There's a special deal for clubs on here. Oh, that's cool. If you're in the UK, and you've got
1: to be innovative these days, you know. It's tough economic times, especially in the UK. Tough, John, tough. And uh, so they've got a special deal for for clubs. If you basically uh, have more than 10 people in your club entering the race, uh, you can get a discount, 10 cent discount, and if you've got more than like um, 15 or something, you get another discount, so there's an article there up on try247.com, and uh, just a way to get discounts, good way to do it, good benefit for your club, um, and if you've already entered, it doesn't really matter, they can just do it retrospectively, so oh, really? Yeah, check it out, and uh, sounds like a good race, I mean there's a lot of choice in the UK this year with two Ironmans, Challenge plus uh, the outlaw, so a lot of opportunity for racing. So it's going to be pretty competitive. Okay, John,
0: does this make the challenge race look like it's struggling?
1: I mm, poten- Oh no, no potential. I think it'll be really well supported by in the UK. I think they'll, I think they'll do well. It, yeah, you could look at it that way, but I think that generally challenge are trying to look after the athletes. So yeah, give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it's pretty early bloody days. It's still like. How many months? Probably nine. No, the entries
0: close on February 7th. Really? The race isn't until... No, oh,
1: that'd be early early bird entry. Maybe. I was just reading it, it then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, the race isn't
0: until July, I think.
1: Page. So, yeah.
0: Okay, then. And then lastly, in news, Bevan Doherty's going to be racing Lance Armstrong. And the, in New Zealand, when they, he comes
1: out here what for his triathlon debut. What do you mean, what's all that about? He's
0: going to smash him.
1: I know. Good for his profile. <laughs> He's, a, he's living in the states now. He's almost a bloody American. He's still racing for New Zealand. Got an American wife. Lives over there. He's got an American baby. Where's he based? Uh, Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting. He will completely smash him, uh, but it'd be interesting to compare. So he's literally splits. coming over just for the race, or he going no, to he'll be? be he'll, I'm sure he'd be home for Christmas, and he'll probably just stay on and do it. Um, and he may, I'd imagine he'll probably do one or two other races in New Zealand because he's got to look after his New Zealand-based sp- sponsors. But he definitely lives uh, majority of his year in the states. But yeah, he, he will, should smash him. But interesting to compare bike splits. But it'll be great for Bevan Doherty's profile in yep. the states because it's going to get huge coverage. Yeah, and. Uh, 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 yes, he'll smash him, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if Lance uh, Arnson was right up there with the other guys. I also understand Kieran Doe's racing. Uh I'm not quite sure who else, but, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. You should, you should race. You oh, should race.
0: Well, no, because you're you're an athlete. I'm, I'm an aerobics instructor. You should get in here. Yeah. See so, yeah, how you go against yeah. Lance. Could you beat Lance? I'd be very surprised if I did. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. suppose he'd still be pretty bike fit. Yeah,
1: I would say... Uh, when I was back and was in really good shape, um, I would outswim him and I would say I'd probably outrun him, but I don't think it'd be enough to get a big enough.
0: But on a course ads. like this, it's a short course.
1: It's, this is true. Quite tough though, quite technical. Is not it? not that technical, but reasonably hilly if it's a course so, that I've done up there. So. Mm. John versus Lance, I think no. that would be big media. Okay. Yeah, it'd be everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sponsor, Athlings John.
1: tell me about it. Pulling it up. So one thing I, oh, when I was on there yesterday, that I was noting that if you want to get a little promo for yourself, or you just you're just feeling like I want a bit of attention, <laughs> post your photos. <laughs> Nobody <people's>, loves you. <laughs> nobody's looking after you. Post your, your photos on uh, on athletes from your races or whatever, and then you're getting the chance to, and the you've got the opportunity there to basically be on their homepage. You look along the bottom of the homepage, when we pull it up. It's basically got a line there of people in your area. Yep. And then it's got a lo- another line there, newest member photo gallery. Like so, Nadia, Nadia's Joe works, mate. Sorry? Nadia yeah. M- McLaren, she's my partner's work, mate. Oh, very nice. Yeah, and she was racing on the weekend. I saw her racing, very go, Nadia. Good. And we had everybody, pretty much everybody there. Brian Hardy was ha- racing, and he helped out. Brett Wrightley was there racing. Scott McNabb was offici- helping officiate. Dave Dwan was helped the prize-giver. Pulled out. He pulled, pulled out. out. Sick. Not, not, not Kevin Hunt. i not sure if Kevin was there or not. Oh. But anyway... That was uh, number one thing I wanted to point out. And then number two thing I want to point out is uh, a challenge for everybody this week is when you, if you're signed up on Athlinks, invite one other person to Athlinks. If everybody invites somebody
0: to Athlinks, uh it's going to be huge. Nice. So just steam out at someone and say, hey, this is a cool little thing I do. Good way of keeping track of your results, all that stuff. If you log into your profile,
1: there's a little button there um, just to invite other people there. Direct, you can do it directly from Athlinks, So. Just share the love. If they're athletes, I'm sure they'll get some good benefit out of it and claiming all their results. Well, the next so
0: number that they are going for, guys, is 150,000. That's right. And it's up to 140 there. now. So if you all do that, you actually, they'll have it by tomorrow. There you go. So there you go. So do it. Do it. John? Do it. Do it. it. com. Check, check check, it out. The social network for endurance athletes. com. Just one other thing while you're on there. If you go on there and they've got the click on the outside of the page, the Amino Vito. Vito? Yeah. Yep. Amino, amino Vital. Oh, vital, sorry. If you if you go there and you click on that, you enter the code links 10 you get the free shipping, but you also get like an iPoddy thing and a drink bottle. So right. it's a good deal. It's a deal. So click on it and uh, get a deal. That's right. Okay, John, since we're on links, let's talk about discussion of the week. So last week, discussion of the week was sent through from Matt and Bell should there be mandatory slow times on dangerous descents in Ironman racing and the the reason this uh, came about was because
1: at Phuket uh, and I think the 70.3 champs they had some um, mandatory slowdown periods and uh, because it was a, a technical hilly course and it's just down to personal responsibility should they do that for you or should you be relied to do it yourself so Aaron Bardsley, I think I called him the big schnozzle or something like that, might be his nickname. Because yeah, I can see why now, John. Exactly, because yeah. he's got a big uh, funny picture on athletes. Yeah, sounds like a genius idea to me. How about a non-contact swim when you're only allowed to do breaststroke without putting your head in to make sure that no one gets um, biffed, or perchance uh, a run course where you could start to overheat, then slop your... stop. Your individual clock and allow you to sit down with a nice cup of tea and a slice of cake with no time penalty. Don't want people getting an advantage from being any good at anything. Just not cricket. It's just not cricket. Um, it is what it is, and there are risks and reward decisions from decisions to be made. How half the fun of climbing for a couple of hours is the ten minutes you get trying to avoid, <laughs> avoid death on the other side for some people. On a practical front, not. Overly easy to enforce and would probably cause as many issues as it solves if safety's the driver with all the braking involved. Apparently, it's not a knitting club.
0: We're doing a bit of a wrap-up here. Joshua Cable was saying um, he did not come in Canada and they had a period of a downhill which was quite narrow and it's saying they did actually say you couldn't pass people and to slow down in that section, yeah. and he said it was actually quite comforting because he kind of took it slow going down the hill, but he did say it was comforting knowing that no one was going to get, try to get past him right. at that moment, so if anything, it was actually, you know, it was nice to just have that comfort of not, no, no stress around that, so yeah. good point. Julie G- Gorham, uh, no,
1: at Timberman 70.3, they have a single line mandatory at the downhill's sharp turn just before T2. I think this must help avoid a lot of crashes, but I don't think changing the rules on every steep downhill is a good idea. I'm a slow descender. It's a skill I have to really work on this season, but I should not hold up those who have already mastered it fearlessly.
0: Being greenfield in Napuke and Asia-Pacific 7.3s, he crashed on the steep <laughs> descents, both a result of cornering too fast. Uh, I'd be first to admit that I'm a bit sluggish descender, and I should probably work on that, but there are those athletes who will turn around and immediately blame something like that for the race to director, so the race has to cover its ass. That being said, it can be dangerous when the athlete ahead of you is slow, cornering so slow that there's no passing zone, and you lose friction contact with your tyre against the road because you have to brake so hard to put, not pass them. My suggestion, if you're going to have a no-pass zone, set a minimum speed of the athlete in front of you at which passing is okay, say 10 k's per hour, Make uh, could make enforcing a nightmare, but it's just a thought.
1: More than lyric. Uh No, it's a race. If you're good on the bike, you should be rewarded. If you suck on a bike, you should not be insulted from the from the fact by mandatory slowdowns on descents.
0: Nice. Our thing is saying, it's hazard signs... Well posted and explained within the race briefing Then there should be no limit Although it wouldn't it be better to create a better course Which is a pretty good point uh, Although it's sometimes a hard thing mm-hmm. uh, And basically that's going to be his one And if you're in search They should let you know it'll be a
1: fast descent And if they really want to to. But having a speed limits is a complete joke Means the good descenders can't make up extra time
0: and Jay Spinner, Spinner, Spinner saying if there was mandatory slowdowns for the essence as well, so go up there. Right. <laughs> too <Don't> do fast, slow <laughs> like down. Uh, nice. Okay, John, your thoughts?
1: Uh, I think Fegan's uh, summary is probably about along the lines of. I think. I think main thing is is that it's uh, extremely well signposted and extremely well um, documented in the briefings and what have you i think where the real issue lies probably is if it's a multi-lap course and you've got fast athletes lapping athletes mm. i wouldn't imagine there would be huge problems if it was a single lapper you sure you've got your weak swimmers coming through and passing um passing people on the bike but i think there could be some some serious Rote, issues wrote.
0: yeah like right wrote. because road has got some pretty decent downhills with some pretty sharp turns yeah and uh and I know, admittedly, I'm pretty aggressive on the downhills when I'm racing because I figure it's easy speed. But there was a couple of times when I just about thought, shit, I'm going to go into the hay bales. So. Totally your fault, though. Yeah, yeah. totally, and, totally. And
1: so I'm of the belief that it's personal responsibility. Um, Signpost it extremely well. Cone it well. One piece of feedback I had from, from my race at the weekend was um, some of the corners could have been coned better to allow athletes to have better lines through them. Um, so that's something to consider. Um, In what way? Well, maybe, I, th- I didn't actually go out on the bike course, um, and I didn't, I had basically delegated it to somebody to put all the cones out, so you know, if you can come in um, on a better angle, and, and then open up the corner a little bit on the other side, then yep. you can carry your speed a bit better through, and it's also just the angle, so it's less risk less risk of crashing. Okay, great. So overall, I think, uh, I don't know exactly what they did in Phuket, whether it was just a, a no pass zone, um, but... I think really it's down to personal responsibility and if it's a single lapper then go for gold. If it's a double lapper then maybe I think those rules of a no passing zone on corners could be an okay idea. Yeah, I do agree because
0: you're going to get some people who are really aggressive riders Mm. and some people at the back who aren't that confident on their riding so they're going to be pretty, you know, they're going to be sitting the pace slow, going downhill, mm. and it just could get kind of messy, couldn't it? So, mm. okay, John, this week's discussion, you didn't have one, but I kind of thought we're going to have the next couple of weeks off. Yep. And as always, in the, in the two weeks we have off over of Christmas, we do our best of the year. So, who do you want us to put on the show mm-hmm. in the best of the year episode? So, put maybe your top two or three, and then we'll choose the two people that come up the most. And we'll oh, just, nice, John, nice, nice, great. Lovely. Nice. Didn't think about it. Can you do it any closer to the mic? Yeah. Great. Great. That's what I have to put up with, team, every week week (laughs) of my life. So, what interviews do you want us to replay over the Christmas, New Year break? And uh, we'll check them on in those two weeks when we're away having a break ourselves.
1: Right. Sounds good.
0: Okay. Music? Yeah, let's put some music on. Yes, music.
1: DJ, BJ, put (laughs) it on.
0: Interview oh. of the week. <laughs> Interview of the week. Yeah, <laughs> interesting, eh? Hey? Brett Sutton really does get people talking, doesn't he? Well,
1: it's, and it's also because you don't hear very much from him. I mean, I know, I think he's quite active on their Team BB forum, um, or Team TBB forum. Yeah, Team BB. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen an article on him. I think I've seen a couple of um, uh, interviews and. In, in magazines, but they you know, they don't go into perhaps an hour-twenties worth of detail, Yeah. but uh, yeah, interesting feedback, there seemed to be, somebody sent us through, I think Albert sent through the link to Slow Twitch, and there's a lot of discussion, not so much about um, our interview, but the, so it sort of started, and then a lot of people discussing his, his philosophy and his methods, etc, etc, so... Uh,
0: it's definitely, definitely a polarising character, isn't he, eh? so he is. let's check on the interview, uh, this is part two of the interview that we started last week, it's another 40 minutes, so... Enjoy. Here we go. Although,
1: for you, with age groupers trying to keep it well, not age groupers, pros as well, trying to maintain their interest when they're doing that because I, I love that sort of stuff going in the pool and doing 30, 40, 50, 100s. And people think I'm an up bar, but,
2: but that's well, again, it's it's a mentality. You know, I've, I've got some great athletes that got Ironman bodies, but they're only got short course heads. Yeah, <laughs> and they get very upset when I tell them, you know, because I've, I've had great athletes that I've tried to push to Ironman and they don't have the mentality for it. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. They think that, oh, that, that means I'm weak. It's not at all. You know, I one guy that had IQ of about 160 and he led Ironman New Zealand when he was an 18-year-old. By about four and a half minutes, he was smashing Rick Wells and he sat on the side of the road and everybody said to me, you know, he must have got a punch or whatever. He rode in and said to me, he said, oh, that's the most boring thing I've ever done in my life. He said, I, got, I said, well, how, what, what happened? Are you feeling bad? He said, no. He said, I got to the 100K and said, what a load of shit this is. <laughs> And, you know, and that's a funny story. I'll write in a book one day, but I'll give you the full spiel on it. But that's what he said, (laughs) you know, and he he just said it didn't suit him. He started to fry himself in the brain where you've got other people that have got a short course body but a long course head, and so they really can't do the distance, but they love doing, as you said, you you know, the longer stuff slower, they'll do it every time. And you can tell that, you know, like with swimming. You'd find the distance swimmers, and this will give you a bit of an idea from a swimming background. You'd say to, you'd say to the group, okay, today you've got a choice. We're going to go six 100s flat out, one every 10 minutes. And then you'd say to the other guys, Well, you can go over the other side and do 3,000 straight swimming and get out. Take your pick, mate. You would get run over by the distance swimmers running past the six <laughs> They hate that pain. They hate it. And they go, oh, I only got to go 3,000? Yeah, but you got to go fight out. Oh, no problem. Boom, boom, boom. And they drive in the water. Up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, the sprinters are all going, oh, beautiful, 6-100s with a nine-minute rest. Ooh, oh, I love it. Yeah. You know, it's a different mentality, you know, and different athletes. So, of course, I have some people come to me that want to be the next Chrissy Wellington, and they've got about as much chance of being Miss Chrissy Wellington as I do. Because they just don't have the psychological makeup to do that. Um, meanwhile, you have others that are the other way around. You know what I mean? They they should be going along, and they're still trying to bash their head against the wall, trying to go short, and their physiology doesn't suit it. So well, that's um, important.
1: You just obviously now you've got the whole Team BB set up there. I mean, Team TBB. Uh, yep. Um, yep. What's the, I mean, people will be listening to this and they'll either probably love it or hate what you're saying and, and obviously you've, you've, your athlete numbers have grown and you've had some great successes. What is the sort of process in terms of when how you decide on who gets to come into the, into the program? Because I'm sure you get a hell of a lot of inquiries. I mean, how do you sort of go about that?
2: Well, not as many as you think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get a lot of inquiries from wannabe people that, you know, are looking for the miracle. Yeah. Um, and that's for sure. And I get... Tons of inquiries from girls who happen to be a lot smarter than guys in this area because they see the success we're having. Say, well, you know, I want a piece of that, and I hear all the stories, but I don't care. Uh, meanwhile, you got the guys. I don't get anybody that really wants to join me from the guys because they already know what they need to do, and they're just unlucky that an old man like Maca wins I Hawaii, you know. So, you know, or, or well, we won't. We'll go Crowe. What is he? Thirty-seven. Yeah. Um, they, because they're so indoctrinated into the lifestyle triathlon bullshit, um, you know, I've never fell for that. I, I'm, I'm a coach of excellence and I've coached Australian champions in eight different sports. Um, and so for me, I use the same fundamentals in each sport. You know, what happens is winning doesn't change the fundamentals of the sport changes, but the mentality doesn't change. And I've had people that I can say from swimming or whatever, you know, they've got the same mentality for Chrissy Wellington. And we, we talk about a Siri mm-hmm. Lindley who has made herself a, you know, a good athlete and basically was, you know, she beat me this year with one of her athletes, which was, mm-hmm. you know, for me it was a backhand that I was happy about, you know, <laughs> because they get it. Like Ben's a great coach, and that's what people, that's what annoys me about, you know, when people flail away at me. If you have a look at the coaches that have been successful around the world, they've all got one thing in common. They've spent a lot of time in my group. You know, you've got Jackie Gallig who was the coach of the Australian AIS team at one stage. You've got Yana Hula now. He's the coach of the Korean team at the present moment. Benny Bro's is the coach of the English team. Uh, Siri should be the coach of the American team. I don't know why they won't give her a go because she is obviously preeminent. Um, so because they understand, they, they learn, not that I'm a smart coach, but we, we when I train them, I try to teach them so they can become self-sufficient, so they don't need me. And that's, that's what you need to do if you want to be a good coach because the athletes have got to know and get a feel of what makes them work and why, you know, and I get some athletes that can't do that, so they need to be next to me every 10 seconds, and if they're not, they've got a problem. That's fine, you know, that's not their problem. It's just that, you know, and some are a bit different to train. A couple of guys I've had are extremely difficult athletes to train because of their body makeup. Um, And so, you know, they need a little bit of a more experienced go. But people like Chrissy was mostly the easiest person I ever had to train, you know, and everybody told me she'd be the most difficult. And same with Carolyn Stephan, she was also extremely, I find her extremely coachable. Um, so, you know, it, it, it depends, you know. It, it becomes a more individual thing. However, the most important thing I can say, uh, you know, when we look at it from a, a board perspective, from an age group point of view, that, you know, you can you can build a good Ironman on the back of, you know, a, what we call a spine, you know, with a, their long ride, their long run, and a brick, you know, and then a, and then a 41 or, or 4K swim session that's nonstop in some areas. You know, if you put those four things together uh, and make that the, the basis of your training, you're going to get a good Ironman or you're going to be able to do one without too much troubles. Now, the troubles start to come when you start to measure everything every minute of the day because, you know, some some days you're going to be tired. And, and And what we usually have is when you're tired, people don't do the program. They go, okay, well, I'm tired. Instead of saying, okay, I'm tired, I'll go slower. Uh, we have far too many athletes going far too short, far too fast. And then the other side of it is you've got too many athletes that are just in the grey area. They're either doing everything not fast enough or not slow enough. You know, they're just boring away in that in that meaningless area that I call the grey area and just keep giving it to themselves day in, day out. And And, and basically what happens is they just... Dig such a big hole that the only way they can come out of it is when they give themselves a bit of a break, and, and so that's that to me is the key to what we do different. And uh, so some people don't suit what I do, mate, you know, and that's the thing, and they take it a bit personally. But you know, if if you happen to be someone that loves a computer and you love the the data and you want to know what your ISM, whatever they're called, figures are for the day, you know. And, you know, I need to run this pace on the track. And if I don't do that, I'm, well, mate, I'm, me and you aren't going to get on very well at all. Mm. And uh, and I don't mean that as a nasty thing, is but their confidence is going to be undermined. Uh, you know, some of the times at the track and whatever, I run around and collect everybody's stopwatches. <laughs> because I haven't got one. So, they, you know, and I say, run like you're supposed to, like nature intended. Yeah, what are we doing? Well, you're doing fart leg work. So when you go fast, go fast. Yeah, well, how do I know I'm going fast? I'm going to stopwatch. And I said, well, that's what you've got to learn. You know, you. know, feel this. You've got to learn to feel yourself. It's just like, as I said before, about the techniques. You've got to do a technique that suits your body. If you happen to be as flexible as a steel rod, you're not going to have high elbows and a lovely body roll because to do that is uncomfortable. To do that means that you're not going to have any rhythm, you're not going to have any balance in the water because you're going to completely unbalance yourself because you're trying to make yourself swim a stroke that is a stroke that suits someone who is extremely flexible. So how do we fix that? Oh, Pilates will make you flexible. You know, So let's spend th- four hours a week trying to make you flexible instead of let's give you a stroke where you don't need to be flexible. If you think about triathlon, the range of motion of swimming never gets above maybe 50%. On the bike, it's never above 15%, depending on what size cranks you're using. And when you run a marathon, you're never using anywhere near the range of motion that gets close to 50% of range of motion. So how much flexibility do we need? Um, The answer is easy. Zero in our sport. Now, if you're training for 100-meter hurdles, whole different ball game. You know what I mean? If you're sprinting 100 meters, different ball game. Uh, nobody was more technical than me as a swim coach in certain areas. But the thing that I'm trying to get across, and hopefully that the listeners can pull something out of it, is they're spending so much time on the fluff and so little time on the meat and potatoes. And if we can get people to understand that, you know, if you're not swimming four times a week, and I don't care if you're a rock, that is no reason you should swim less. You will not swim 3.8K to an, your best of your ability. If you don't do one of those sessions at least longer than what you're going to race, your arms are not going to have the power endurance that is necessary to get you to the end. Uh, if we're running uh, if you happen not to be a great runner then it's not about how much speed you do it's about the distance you can cover like people say to me and I'm not blowing wind up your ass because you're New Zealander but Arthur (laughs) (laughs) Lydiard has more uh, shall we say resonance for triathlon than any other dogma out there in sport there you go. They'll give you the big head start there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, okay. So you're sort of saying there, obviously, with the swimming, you know, you've got to be doing, um, you know, 4k sets and, and 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 plenty of it. When it comes to running, one of the things we've, we've heard is you don't have your guys running particularly long. You know, you wouldn't have a Chrissy Wellington running over two hours. So does, it obviously doesn't transfer across to running in terms of running that that marathon. No. You know, again,
2: hours. it depends on the athlete. Yeah. You know, you can have a thoroughbred and you can have a workhorse. Meanwhile, Bella Comerford to run a marathon every second week when she's fit. Yeah. Uh, yet they train next to one another. You know, one, one without the mileage never does any good, and Bella's this season had a, uh, well, a, a great season by everybody else's standards, but by Bella's it was a little bit poorer than normal because she had a problem at the start of the year and had to have an operation of something that had nothing to do with triathlon or sport. However, what happened was is she rushed herself back and uh, we couldn't get her to uh, settle and, and put an extra you know, two, three months to say, okay, well, we're behind because she had to take eight weeks out. And and what happened was she could never get, she never got to the stage where she could do her old training program. And so every time she go a race, she collapsed in the last half of the run. Um, but she, you know, when we sat down and said, okay, how many runs do we do over two and a half hours? Well, we haven't done any. Well, Bella, <laughs> maybe that's why we weren't there. Whereas, you know, someone like Chrissy, and I'm not saying that is disrespectful to everybody else, but she is a thoroughbred. And, uh, you know, she can run the marathon without pushing too far. Uh, her problem was basically she tried to run too fast sometimes. Um, So, yeah, that's where I'm saying it's hard and that's where the mythical thing comes in. He's saying different things to different people and different circumstances all the time. And what I'm saying to you is exactly right. That's where our sport, that's where it gets, for me, that's what's always kept it interesting. And at the present moment, you know, the thing that keeps me going is, well, I want to train a guy to win Hawaii. Um, However, I can't get any guys at a certain level that want to train with us, you know so I'm training up a guy that's going pretty good at the moment called James Cunema. Um he's come from basically an overnight sensation he has been doing it for seven or eight years now yeah <laughs> um, away. but we come you know he come through and he was an age group or whatever and he come to a camp with me two years ago or whatever and you know sometimes you just look at somebody and go something's missing you know I'm so excited me and I said well you come and join our team and that brings us back to the team TBB and the sad part about our sport which is I can get athletes I don't need to be in team TBB but what we tried to do there was to put a development angle and there's no pathway for triathlon because it's an amateur sport uh, really that you're Olympic distance you're at the beck and call now you can't even do a points race unless you have a federation say to you you can do it so of course now it's sort of monopolized to the stage where you know and then there's no prize money you know you can get 10th in the world cup and it doesn't pay for your airfare to get there um so really you know from my perspective it's an amateur sport um and then you've got the iron man now where there you know for some unknown reason they want to hurt their brand So let's make us look cheap. So we cut away the prize money, we take away 10th and 9th because, you know, some people are sitting in the boardroom there advising people that, you know, this is going to make our sport more competitive, which is the laugh of the century. Uh, You know, you make your sport more competitive by paying number 20 a decent money, you know, and having 50 athletes, they're all getting $20,000 a year as a base payment and then all of a sudden you'll have a competitive sport. But we don't do that because of whatever reasons. But the main reason is because we're run and advised by ex-professional champion athletes who have no idea what it's like in the trenches. You know, so they used to win everything, get all the money, so they expect everybody, well, you should do what I did. You you know, obviously you're not as good as me, so you don't deserve to get any money. Uh, that's the mentality at the top of our sport at the present moment. and Hopefully I'm working towards, because I'm very diplomatic, I'm trying hard to talk to people <laughs> and saying, you should not listen to the ex-champion athletes because they have no perspective on the real world. You know what I mean? They they have this gift, they're natural, most of them natural, uh, have a more ability than the others. So, of course, they come through and they just thought, well, it's because they trained hard and half of them don't train anywhere near as hard as some other people who don't have the ability but what we tried to do at Team 2BB was to have a a, a development path so we'd say to people um, we'll do two we'll do two years of uh, I'll give you two years where we try to give you enough money to feed you and put a roof over your head so you can give it a crack and see if you can make the jump from the age group level up And, and, and that's Obviously, there would have been no Chrissy Wellington without Team TBB, you know. So I was very proud of that. So uh, and we did the same with James Cunnamar. Uh, he he basically been doing it for a fair while, and I, he come to a camp, and I just I couldn't work out, to be honest with you. I thought, well, how can he go so slow? You know, he's a big, strong boy, and he's dedicated. But but see, he was doing everything that we just talked about that I you know I'm the antichrist for his period i he used to write everything down I think he used to write down how what his heart rate was when he had a piss <laughs> <laughs> you know he, he was so onto it and it was so onto all the stuff that didn't mean anything and so you know I said okay come back and join and shut up and learn to do this and that and 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 I explained to him why and uh, we'll go now at the present moment he's his swim's improved maybe seven minutes or whatever in the two years, which is great, but he's still got to improve another three to be competitive. His bike's going great, and, of course, he ran 243 in his last two races. Of course, the reason why he ran that, was, you know, he's going to run 220 because he did five Ironman last year, and we all know you can only do one without it destroying you. So his last Ironman, he ran 243 at Florida, which is not known as a fast course and I will say to you, wink, winked to me, he said I had plenty under the belt, you know, once I got to the front because I went crooked at him. I did what I said about Chris. I said, what are you doing, you idiot? Yeah. He said, oh, boss, don't worry, I turned it off the last 5K. Yeah. So, of course, he's got to find, you know, his couple of classes under the top guys at the moment. But, you know, he was an age grouper coming through and trying to break into pros. Um, Carol was the same thing. So, you know, we were very proud of the team ethic that what I would, was trying to do was to not just give the good ones the money, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we've had to fight it all the way along because all the suppliers and the sponsors say, "Well, you know, take the money and buy the best guys and don't, we don't, you know, this is Brett's, I know my business partner gets it all the time, this is Brett's philanthropy. Yeah. You know, we're not interested in that. We, we want the winners, boom, boom, boom. But see, that's the problem with the sport. You know, I see the sport being as big as tennis. But I'm the only person in it that does. <laughs> that's and that's the problem. Nobody wants to talk to me anyway. They don't say, Well, Brett, how do we do that? Oh, no, they don't want to know that, you know, because it's a niche sport. Let's let's go back now and watch the guy push his kid around in a stroller. Uh, we'll run an hour an hour video on that and then everybody that's sitting at the coach sucking a, a Budweiser in America is going, Oh, I don't wanna see this shit. Where's the where's the main race? Yeah. They don't they don't understand, you know, and the same with the money. They don't understand. Do you, let me ask you this question. Do you think everybody watched tennis if Rafa and, and, and uh, Federer were playing for 8000 for the first prize?
1: No, not at all. I, I couldn't agree more wouldn't with you be, with the kind of coverage.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, bass fishing in America has got a million dollars for river pulls out the biggest fish and they've got 12 million people watching because it's not sitting there for three hours waiting for someone to pull a fish out of the water, okay, it's because of the money. Yeah. And as soon as they wake up to themselves and put a major race in New Zealand, I've already told them, I said, well, you make either New Zealand or Australia a million-dollar race and call it one of your majors, and then you go to Europe and you make one of them your majors, and then you go to America and make one of them your majors, and then if you want to go to Hawaii because you want to draft fest, that's fine, yeah. then put – a Three million dollar race on there, and so you've got to qualify at one of the four majors. So you can't have people like Crowey who aren't sneak into the Ironman, uh, you know. And we've got the same situation with uh, Rennie, which you know, I love Rennie, she's a great athlete. But see, they weaken their own brand because they don't, the, the top guys that's why Mac is so good for the sport and Chrissy, they got out and raced Ironman. I'm an Ironman, I'm going to race Ironman. So they put out this points to the table, which you know, I, I think is a good. It is a great idea, but they just don't sort of match it to, how are we going to make this sport big? Because I think people advise me, oh, we're a niche sport. We don't need to do that.
3: Money Meanwhile, talks, I got,
2: doesn't it? Well, I've got people walking around with M dots <laughs> put on their body. <laughs> how many people writes Coca-Cola on themselves? <laughs> it's a fantastic brand. It, it's they just don't know what they've got. And I was hoping the new guys that bought it would say, well, okay, let's be serious. But as mm. soon as they do that, as soon as you did that, if you put $4 million races around the world, what do I mean $1 million races? I don't mean that the winner has to get 500000 of it because they get looked after anyway. But they say, we got no depth. Can you imagine if they paid 5000 for 10th, how many people they get at those races? Mm. Do you think people, do you think my girls don't sit here and go, where's Chrissy racing? Because why we ain't going there I'm not going to waste my time so of course I think okay we'll cut the prize money up they change the time thing so you know for me I'm I've got to be honest with you I'm more hopeful this year than I've ever been because even though they've made a couple of wrong decisions they're they're making changes and they're trying to find the right way to go if they beat their if they beat their uh, little feet to my door and said okay well I don't listen to athletes because I train them and they do as they're told and said, but if you've got your heart in the right place to look after the athletes, and that's what we did at Team TBB. But we've had a problem this year because the sponsors, you know, the the, the uh, economy is very, very hard and very tight, so we're going to have to cut our team back next year. So the present moment, Alex and I, who Alex is the guy that runs the the bike boutique and, and, and is working for the Team TBB and is the team manager, we're looking at other ways that we can bring the development angles or keep our development angles still going because... I think that was the most, to me, that was the most rewarding part of Team TBB is that we're actually creating a career path for people, you know, and obviously Chrissy's a, a banner child of it and, you know, you don't run into Chrissy's every now and then, but we seem to run into Carolyn Stephan who did it as equal, you know, and if he's equal, a good a job or better because Carolyn, unlike Chrissy, doesn't have a run background. Mm. And so, you know, and then we, you know, so we're happy, you know, and, and I just think, as you said, the hard part for me now is that there is just so many athletes that are, that uh, should be given a shot and you just can't give them a shot. And, and that's the,
0: let's that's the downside.
1: That, let's hope that WTC listen to us and they... They always do, John. They
2: might listen to me and go shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
1: well,
2: but, you know, I, I, I just think that, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a big sport. be somewhere,
1: I mean... We see, you know, how big Des Moines has become, and and how important race that is, and everybody rocks up there because it's got that that big prize money. So we'll
0: see what happens. We have got a couple of um, questions from some of the listeners. Do you want to hit one, Evan? Um, what do you think the key? to oh, – Okay, so the question about female athletes. You know, you, you're obviously been hugely successful with females, and uh, this is from Christine McKinley uh, to say, no disrespect, but uh, you haven't really got the guys coming through yet. Uh, do you think this is mainly because of the psychology of females? You know, because you're renowned for being kind of a hard coach. Um, do you think it's mainly because of the psychology, or why is it? Do you think the guys are staying away?
2: Well, I, well, I, well, I I couldn't agree more with him on two counts. But I can be a big head and say the only the only country that's ever had a trifecta in Olympic distance racing is. Team Sutter, um, where we had... country. Yeah, well, that's why I used to measure myself, because I'm, 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 I'm a very competitive guy. Yeah. That's why people don't like me. You know what I mean? I try, Every day, I try to get up and kick every other coach's ass in. Yep. And I, I'm not frightened to say that, you know. I, I come from a very competitive background. Swimming was, you know, this, it's hard, you know. And, and if you're going to climb yourself to the top of the swim tree as a swim coach... You've got to know your stuff. You know, with triathlon, if you're an ex-athlete, you're already up at the top. You might know nothing about coaching. And they all get upset about that when I say it. Uh, You don't see them developing people out of nothing. Um, And and that's what I I base my thing on. You know, Johnny Hillman's could train somebody up from somebody that had some skills, but that was it. He he could do it because he was a good coach. Uh, Darren Smith is proving the same thing now. He can develop them up. Um, and take him to the next level, not have him come in good and stay good and then that's about it. Uh, I think it's very important that from that point of view that people don't realise, you know, I've had people like Andrew Johns, I've had people like Greg Banner. you know, with that come through. Uh, these guys were all there before and the last time Craig Walton. Um the reason why it doesn't happen in the Ironman at the present moment is because, you know, I'm looked upon in the Ironman as a, oh, he's good with the women. Yeah. Uh, well, when I get the cattle of the men, I've got some bad news for everybody. I can take the sport just as I did. I can still remember and everybody says he's old. But I know I've got my people in my squad said, we were at the meeting when you said that this is what the women should be. It's soft. And, and this is the times we should be doing. It. And let's go out and do it. Now, I said the same with the men. The men times are ridiculous Uh, and they want to say, oh, but we've got a lot harder competition than the women. Mate, Chrissy's nearly beaten them now. You know, like the men's race should be at 2.38. It should be a 4.30 bike, a 47 swim, 4.30 on the bike minimum and then 2.38. And then I'd say, okay, that's all right. But do I get blokes beating my door down and say, that's what I want to do? What have I got to do to achieve it? I'm willing to give everything. No, they're not, you know. And then when they do come in, they want to tell you what they need to do. Yeah. You know, like that's the one thing about girls that is uh, different, as, as your mate said, and he's, he's quite pertinent. Once a girl believes this is, she's made her mind up, this is the way she thinks it's going to be good, well, then that's it. I give the orders, they go yes, and they train. But, see, that's not looked upon as politically correct anymore. You've got to sit down and have a five-minute debate on everything you give somebody in triathlon. Like in swimming, I've seen people like Kieran Perkins, Grant Hackett, Damien Loder, they'd sit in the water and wouldn't even do a lap if the coach hadn't told them what the warm-up is. The coach is in total control of every aspect. So they're sitting there saying, where is it? It's not written on the board. Well, why don't you go do it yourself? Well, no, I'm waiting for the coach. (laughs) You know, it's a different mindset. And so I bring that mindset to the triathlon and I get pillared for it, you know. But see, I I was a professional boxer and I don't think triathletes, to be quite honest with you, uh, understand or understand getting beaten is a bad thing. Oh, today Mm. had a bad day, got eighth. Well, let me tell you something. You run second in a boxing match, you know, you're lucky if you don't go to the hospital. So they put a little bit more seriousness on it. You know what I mean? Like, today I'm having a bad day. Well, guess what? You, you work that out after a round. I'll, I'll give you a little tip as a professional fighter. You work out that the bloke's better than you within a, within a round. So you've got a decision to make. Do you try to improvise or overcome, or do you get knocked ass over head? Now, that might not sound very scientific to some of the sports science coaches, yeah. but there's plenty of blokes walking around calling themselves world boxing champions that were behind up until round 10 where they worked out a way to overcome the problems and win. Now, I'm the brainwasher in this sport because I tell people that, you know, this isn't about lifestyle. That's what WTC sells to the age groupers. Mm. This is about winning. This is about stepping up and beating your opposition. So of course he's very oh he's he you he don't like that man. He talks about winning and losing and that's terrible, you know. Oh, I had a good day today. I got fifth. Well, to me, it's not a good day. All it is is a sign that says I should train harder. So you can see, you can say that to a girl, and they'll say, "You're right, coach," and go away and train harder. The guy will say, "What? You're having a go at my ego? You don't think I tried hard enough? Yeah. You don't know what happened out there? Oh, you know, I dropped my salt tablets at the 30k mark. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you know, I'm not having a go at the guys because I don't care anymore because all I know is that I've done enough in the sport to show people that I do know the weight to at the top if they've got what it takes. And, uh, yeah, obviously,
1: 100%. So obviously chrissy has um, been the one that is, has been on everybody's lips of late. I mean, one question we had there, when you first met Chrissy from um, for the first time, did you ever imagine she would be where she is today after the first week of training with you?
2: Well, it's a funny thing. She came over for a seven day trial and she swam and got out of the water. And then I took her and put her on the run machine for a little run test I give her. And then basically on the second day or whatever, we had a bit of an argument, which we tend to do. Um, And um, I said, You can pack up and go home now. I said, If you can cut your head off and put a cabbage on, you'll be a champion. She just was an extraordinary piece of human motor, uh, you know, and it was obvious, it was it was that obvious, you know. Uh, the first run she did, I never run more than, that's the longest run she ever did, by the way. She came over and said, oh, I don't run more than an hour. So I took, I, I said, Andrew Jens, uh, uh, AJ, uh, Andrew Johns, I said, take this girl out for a run with you. He said, how far do I run her? I said, mate, run until she can't run anymore. And he said, but she told me she only does an hour. I said, that's right, I want to see what she's made of. Yeah. And he said, oh, we, we went two hours 45. He said, I come home because I was getting tired. <laughs> and he said, oh, I don't think you've got any worries with her there. And and that's, and that's so that was three days in. And now what I'm saying is that she, she had this broad physical ability but she also needed to put the... Uh, yeah, she, let me say her focus was everywhere you know what I mean like the way she thought and stuff so mm-hmm. it was a matter of getting her together and getting her the confidence and then also it's very hard for someone that's had a job and gets paid properly yeah. uh, I, I can know and she'll tell you when she writes a book I'm sure because she's that type of girl she doesn't hide things you know on three occasions I had a stand up Nellie Fist fight with her stop her from going home and going back to work <laughs> Give it another month. Give it another month. Give it another month. Here's some money. We just – she just needed the time, you know what I mean? And and yeah. she – once the time was in and – like the only person that was a surprise to the 207 in our group was Chrissy herself. Yeah. Everybody that trained with her just couldn't believe it. She retired three or four people in the group that year because they thought she was an age group. Like, none of the girls could ride with her. In the end, I never sent her out with the girls and I never sent her out with the guys because she's one of those people that could train hard by herself anyway. You know, I could sit in the car and drive 20 metres behind her on the bike and it was just a joy to watch, you know. So, you get, you. I've been lucky compared to other coaches that I get to see a few of these people. You know, I've seen them come through and you get excited, you know. I, I, as I said, I just, my son, the first time I've seen him for a, a year, I took him to the road where. I first realised Chrissy was going to be a freak, yeah. and uh, now there's last four years ago I don't train her anymore. But it shows you how, as a coach, I said, "See this bit of road?" That's when I realised, "My God, what have I got here?" And we drove over it in the car, and he said, "Oh, that's really nice, Dad, but you know, I'm not i I'm not a coach. I know it's exciting for you."
0: It's <laughs> a piece <bit> of road,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. But I said, "Well, you know, sorry, son." Because it was an hour away from where we were. so, <laughs> so of course he was getting very bored. Got and, bored and, and the and I thought he might have enjoyed it because you know. He, but anyway, but that's the point I'm making. So yeah, she, it's she was. a so hard
0: question then. So were you gutted when she left?
2: Uh, not at all. No, I'd done my job. Okay. Um, and you know, we, we left on the good terms. We still, we're still in contact all the time. Yeah. No, it was a uh, you know, Chrissy. Chrissy got very good very quick and then she had a lot of people in her ear, you know, and in the end I don't fight that type of stuff. And, you know, I thought we'd go another year and see if uh, it it changed any and it it didn't. So that was fine, you know. For me, I I did my job, you know. And so we go and look for – do the next job. And and that's – you know, I I, mate, I spent 15 years as a swim coach. So that's the one thing that people don't understand. You know, I can walk away from athletes and people think, oh, God – they give their right arm for people it's it's not that i don't think that way yeah. you know emma Snowsill's not a bad athlete uh so I, i'm happy that she's done really well and i still get on great with her as well you know but you get to a stage where you you know when you when you feel that you know you've done what you can do and and um they want to look at different ways of doing things it's it's fine um, i'm sure one like in that'll happen with the next couple of athletes as well you know. yeah. we've got a saying here there's no handcuffs So, you know, we, and that's important because people's got to believe in what you're doing and as I said my biggest worry is that the uh, profound amount of knowledge that's spewed out within the triathlon circles in the end wears my athletes down mm. they have to go try something different because if they're not quite going to be at Chrissy level they go looking for the next clue um, and every day I'm reassuring them that you know this is fine. it's fine to swim like this. It's fine to run like this yes, you can push the big gear yes push I believe you can do it but, but you know what I mean it just wears me down yeah uh, because in the end they're always listening to everybody else or getting people telling them "Oh, you know you don't need to do this you know the that you know one of my greatest regrets was Joe King uh, she she couldn't swim so of course, And I would never train, you know, and you learn by experiences. I'd never train anybody as hard as I trained Joe King ever again because I don't know whether it was worth it or not. Because as a swimmer, I can remember when she won the Junior World Championship, they were looking for somebody drowning in the water because her bike was still in the rack three minutes after the last person came out. So when you're that bad a swimmer, you've got to do things. And she used to swim as she did triathlon training. She used to swim 50K a week. And then we got her to the stage where you know the next year she she won the juniors, and then the next year or was it two years I In
1: 1998,
2: think she, she would have won the him yeah she won she won Lausanne. Well, we went home with the guys, you know. Them. At that stage, I thought Loretta was a special, and then for some unknown reason, they put wetsuits on them, and they ran the men first. So I ran home and said, "Kid, this is your chance. It's a wetsuit. We can we can you can take them." And yeah. and then after that, you know. She she won Roth and well, you know, I thought, Wow, it's gonna be wonderful but everybody told me, You don't have to train this hard, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that, he's killing you, And um, you know, it's um it just really I you, know, you know, I learned a lot out of that as well. It was a sad, it's a sad sad thing for me, you know. And so i I um you know, I'm most likely you call me a collector, I'm just a bunch of experiences.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, we yeah, hope you know, those experiences keep on rolling because uh, you've brought some awesome athletes out the last few I mean, not the last few years, over the last sort of 15 to, to 20 years, and we hope it carries on. We'd love to get you back on the show again because I think we're just scratching the surface on a few topics here. Um, but thanks heaps for your time um, today, and we know it's uh, getting late over there in Switzerland. And yep. um, all the best for the rest of the season. And, obviously, if people want to get in touch with you guys, obviously through your
0: forum on the Team BB site. And it's a pretty wicked website, actually. If you go to Team BB, they're really good. At, all the athletes are good at posting to their blogs and just really keeping up to date with everything that's happening. So uh, check out their website. It's teamtbb.com. Any parting comments, Brett?
2: Mate, I appreciate the time and, you know, if anybody's got something out of it, then it's been worthwhile.
0: Oh, no,
1: we we, we, we were getting this out, probably maybe even split it over two weeks, I think, yeah. and um, now will okay. be out there and it's certainly given me some some thoughts, some some things to, to chew on as well with my coaching as well. So thanks very much for your time, Brett.
2: No problem, mate. Thanks, mate. Catch you later. Thank cool. you.
1: Here's a couple of quick comments from John. So a couple of people <laughs> asked me about this interview of the weekend, saying they really enjoyed part one. And, and did you tell them part two is better? I couldn't remember, I thought, I thought part one was better, but I couldn't could read, I don't know exactly where you cut, I haven't listened to it. But, uh, yeah, my comments were to them that I think we really need to do some follow-up interviews to go over some of his points, and as you obviously heard in the interview, you know, he talked a lot, and there wasn't a lot of interaction between us, we didn't perhaps challenge him, We a lot of the time we just sort of let him speak his mind. Yep. Um, but I, I think, yeah, it'd be nice to clarify some of his points because when he talks about, say, you know, no problem with, with heel striking. I think if we clarified that a bit more with him, I think uh, that would be
0: interesting. You know, I'll be honest, it was hard to get detail out of him. Mm. You know, like I think um, as an interviewer, he, you know, he's a talker mm. and he's he's got a point that he's trying to go to and at times I was trying to rein him back into the point and, you know, he's just going off on his tangents, which is cool. But uh, yeah, as you say, it would be kind of cool just to get a bit more stuck in the detail with him because mm. he has got so much knowledge and, and you kind of felt that... Um, you know, he, he was very defensive of his position. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's really interesting because when we were interviewing, I did think to myself, well, mate, you know, you don't, you know, your, your, your results kind of speak for yourself. Maybe you don't need to justify your quality so much. But then when you go on the forums afterwards, you can kind of see maybe why he does have a guard up so much because there is a lot of positive and negative stuff about him now. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm not going mis- to Avoid the elephant in the room there is that the sex scandal which is you know some people didn't want to listen to the show this week or last week and this week probably as well, for that reason, and I can totally understand that, but even just as a coach, you know some people just really don't like the guy mm. and so I can understand why he probably feels he has to defend himself so much, but it would have been nice just to get a bit more of his knowledge because he is just mm. pretty great, isn't he yeah great so um,
1: yeah that that heel striking thing that I mentioned to a couple of people, I think if you went into detail on that. I'm sure he wouldn't be, um, you know, a lot of time heel striking is associated with overstriding, yep. and and I'd be very surprised if he's saying, yeah, it's fine to, to open up your stride and lengthen out and, and over and overstride and heel strike there. I think probably his point would be, it's fine to impact with your heel, providing you're not overstriding." I don't want to put words in the yeah. guy's mouth or anything, but I think if, we, that, if we'd gone with that detail, a few more of the things might have been clarified a bit more. But overall, agree with a lot of his philosophies few I don't agree with, but, you know, if everybody was the same, it would be pretty boring sports. But he's certainly got some good results behind him, and I'm envious of him in some ways because he's got that set-up where he's with athletes the whole time, and I think that's a, a huge, huge benefit from a team perspective and from a coaching perspective, really getting to know them. And, uh, yeah, he's done a great job over a very, very long time. And, and yeah, we
0: must thank him for being on the show because, you know, mm-hmm. like it was a coup, So, but mm-hmm. once again, thanks to Mr. The Constant Deliverer. Vegan. Nice. Okay, John. Let's uh, talk about a sponsor. We're going to put another quick interview up with Sandy from
1: Extreme Endurance.
0: Yeah, here you know it comes. I'm on
1: right now. <coughs> there we go. It's all good. Okay, so on uh, today's show, we're very happy to have Sandy back from Extreme Endurance. Bevan and I often bumble our way through sort of explaining uh, the product, and I've, I've certainly given my views on how it's worked for me. But Sandy's here to answer a few questions people have and just explain in, in a little bit more detail. So, welcome back, Sandy.
3: Well, it's nice to be back, and uh, yeah, the best of the holidays and Merry Christmas to to all you and your and your listeners. Yes, thank
1: you very much. We understand you met met a few listeners down at uh, Ironman Arizona.
3: Yeah, we had a, a great response. Uh, Timo uh, at the last minute decided to do Ironman Arizona, and so he actually brought his mom and dad over with him. They hadn't been to uh, this part of the United States. So they came up and had dinner, and then. For him to go out and set a track record and all, it was, uh, it was a fun weekend for us and it was great weather and yeah, it worked out really well.
1: Cool. Mm-hmm. Great. So, um, one of the, you know, the questions I guess um, we get here and I understand you get as well is with extreme endurance, sort of what, what, I mean, how, how, what is the dosage people should be taking in terms of um, how many tablets <clears throat> per day and how they should spread that out through the year or should they be on all the time? So, maybe give us some details on that.
3: Yeah, I think it's important. It's probably the question we get the most time and, you know, how do you take it and stuff. So we recommend if you train five or more days a week, then you should be taking six tablets a day every day. It's like a sports vitamin, let's say. I mean, you just take it every day. And that would be like three in the morning and three in the uh, evening. You can take it with or without meals. It doesn't really matter. But if you just need to take it continuously. So if you train year-round, you're taking it every day. And this is what we find works. And then before a big event like a like an Ironman, you certainly want to then go to what I call a load dosage, like maybe a week before. Instead of taking six a day, go to eight a day and take that you know the race day and the day after. And this is what we find to work the very 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 best. If you train less than five days a week, then we just recommend taking maybe uh, three or four tablets a day, uh, and and that would be fine. But uh, but again, if you're training you know, four times a week or three times a week and you're training all year round then you take it every day.
1: Cool. Um, and obviously, you know, you've, you've had some testing done and some athletes uh, doing, you know, showing some pretty good results from your testing. Maybe fill us in a bit on that.
3: Well, you know, it's, um, Heidi, uh, well, when we did the testing at Corpus Diagnostics uh, with Jürgen Sessner's group, Jürgen's done over 8,000 stress tests and that's where Timo gets tested and Yvonne's been tested there. And, <clears throat> but anyway, Heidi you know, has been tested about 80 times there. And so she's uh, our, probably our best guinea pig. And now she's been on the product for over, for over two years now. And so what we found was is after the first 10 days, she had a dramatic improvement in her uh, maximum oxygen consumption. It was like, I think, 57 milliliters per kilogram. This is before she started. And 10 days later, she went up to 63.5. Well, they tested her... Um, like 10 days before she went to Hawaii this year. And I guess in a step test, it's, uh, I'm familiar with VO2 max tests, where they just take you and after 15, 20 minutes to max and you, you die. But in a step test, they go through several steps and you're at each level for three or four or five minutes. And they take you to the next step. But anyway, uh, they go through 17 steps. But he stopped her on the 16th step because he didn't want her to go to VO2 max before the race. And she hit 68.3, which is huge. And that's actually the same number that Timo gets when he's tested there. And he thought that if he had taken her VO2 max, she'd probably gotten close to 70, which is huge. So it just shows that the longer you're on the product, the more success you're going to have. Because in, in Heidi's case, she's been able to increase her training regimen 15 to 20% all year long. So she's just become a bit, a bit much, much, much better athlete, more efficient and uh, so we recommend that everybody use the, the same principle. Nice.
1: Always good to hear about people doing well. Yeah. And finally, one question we do get um, fairly regularly is about your distribution, because we know when we initially talked, you know you had, uh, <coughs> obviously, distributor in, in Germany and in the States, and you sort of covered a number of other countries as well. Can you sort of explain how your distribution works and, and who, um, where people can get it if they're in the... Distribution areas, and if they're not, whether they can still get it or not.
3: Well, yeah, I'm going to ask you for some help on this one because your your listeners can can help us with this too. We're getting calls because of you folks, and and we're very grateful for that. But we get calls from virtually all corners of the earth. But if 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 your listeners know of a really good website in their country that that they frequent that that uh, kind of services the uh, Ironman uh, population. We'd like to know about those websites so we can contact them and see if they can't carry their product in that country for us. Uh, you're correct. In Germany, we've uh, just signed a contract with Paul Lange, which is the big Shimano distributor for all of Europe. And so they're going to start a 12-city tour, introducing this product to all of their people, which is good. We are in Canada. We'll be in the UK uh, this spring, uh, South Africa and Australia uh, sometime next year. We do have people down in Puerto Rico through the Coach uh, K Endurance Specialist people, they, they uh, market our product and have it down there. But, yeah, we we, we want to be able to service all your listeners. We are sending this to the four corners of the earth, so to speak, but sometimes the shipping cost gets a little prohibitive. So if we can have uh, any help from your listeners uh, in regards to, to website people, that would be the simplest way to get it into a country probably
1: we've got a big listenership in Puerto Rico yeah we're huge in <laughs> Puerto Rico
3: oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the they're, last- all, they're all sitting on the beach drinking a Corona or yeah. something <laughs> do they
1: speak um, Spanish or Portuguese in Puerto Rico I don't know what do they not sure. Anyway, um, and the final thing I wanted to ask about was, what was it, what was it, what was it, Bevan? Bring up that email, I had saying else. Oh okay, I'll bring up the email so I you can use your memories. Here we on, go. My memory's fading on me. Um, yeah, just a little bit on, on a, maybe a couple of the other products that are, that are maybe a couple of your more popular products. Is just uh, fill us in on maybe, I assume Extreme Endurance is your, your number one. Uh, maybe fill us in on your number two and number three main sellers through, that you can get through Extreme Endurance.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, and uh, we've talked about this uh, you know, previously, but it's really important. We have a product called Extreme Vital 40, and it is a a, a powerful multivitamin. All the vitamins and minerals and, and trace elements that are at research dosages are in that product. And then we have a whole, what I call, a, a antioxidant cocktail, which is just to help Uh, set off the free radical damage that the athletes endure because they're training so much. So extreme vital 40s, what what all of our pro athletes are on, along with uh, uh, extreme endurance. So that is something that I would say is is a must. When you're training as hard as you folks train, you really need to do uh, something like that. It's very important. And then the other thing that I think is universally known is uh, the omega-3s and how important they are. But the problem with that, uh, John and Bev, is that People don't understand that the key to the uh, omega-3s is what things we call EPAs and DHAs. Those are the two nutrients in there that are really the most beneficial. These are natural anti-inflammatories, and we have a product that's very high in those uh, two uh, ingredients. And so we recommend that to, uh, to all of our endurance athletes and basically to anyone walking on the face of the planet. Those are two great, great, great products.
1: Awesome. So, if anybody wants to uh, get any extreme endurance or any of other products, obviously we've got the link on our website um, for the various different countries around the world. And also remember to use the code IM Talk get a special deal. So, thanks for the update, Sandy. And uh, we're a lot of people out there we know are enjoying the product. And have a merry Christmas yourself.
3: Great. And we look forward to working with you folks and uh, and for, for a great new year. And next year is going to be really big. We hope to be in lots of countries and maybe. Able... To service all your listeners, we appreciate uh, working with you, folks.
1: Bring it on. Awesome, thanks very much, Sandy. Do
0: you know what we need to do, John? Become better sales reps. Yeah, because we've <laughs> we've got this new thing happening. Uh, so huge what? response! Oh, oh. Wait, oh, wait, Swanee, Richard Swan, Richard Swans joined the party. Oh, and he's even got Pauline Henson. Yeah, as this photo loved it.
1: So we had a, got a new feature called Workout. Of the month yes. Brought to you by Endurancecorner.com Who uh, Gordo and the, and the team Who run Would you mind top off Yes I would mind uh,
0: I'm so hot right
1: now You must be sick It's not that hot uh, yeah, you know It was what? hot last night Oh it's scorching no, no it's not
0: Can I put a singlet
1: on No, no. Oh, on. Over here. Put a jersey on <laughs> <laughs> or a jacket you You keep talking so the new feature is uh, workout of the month the, and basically Thanks. how you access it you go to our Facebook page which you can get off iamtalk.me and then there's a tab along the top which has uh, got discussion click on that and we've got discussion on there workout of the month and really your plan is to go on there. And this month's workout is give us your favourite strength run of less than ninety minutes during the, the off season, i.e. when you're perhaps in a run focused period, and we'll pass uh, the best one on to the guys at endurance corner. They'll do the workout, then they'll give us some feedback on whether it's a good they think it's a good workout or, or what what sort of things it's working on in terms of your um, you know, which
0: Part of your physiology, it's working on, and uh, we'll do a little review of it. Well, what's great is which one is really taking the piss out of us, and fair enough. So since no one has done this, which means either no one is listening or, yeah. no, or no one is doing workouts. So, again, what you do is you go to Facebook, you go to our Facebook page. I am talking again if you I, don't know where that I, is. I, I just explained that before. Oh, no, it said once again. Oh, okay, once again. You, 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 so, you don't listen? Uh, you're out of the room. Oh, I was not out of the room. I was, I was,
1: I was, focus, I was focusing on the I was reinforcing. Screen. Okay, go reinforce, reinforce. <sighs>
0: Hard work sometimes, John. Uses that's what Belinda says to me. <laughs> <laughs> go to Facebook, go to the discussion board, and that's the key. And you can maybe, and because uh, we don't want really to give to Richard Swan because he's given a shit.
1: <laughs> no, Swanney's a good runner. He's run sub three hours in a marathon, in a, in a, oh, in a, in and an, he, an Ironman. But, uh, and he killed you in Christchurch. Yeah, but I killed him in Auckland. Did mate? He, Auckland? he didn't, but my time was quicker than his Christchurch time. Oh,
0: so. here we go. Take, other, that, Swan, magic, take that, then, Take that. John loves that stuff too, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, the pride Swan of being...
1: a former, uh, past president of the Canterbury Triathlon Club.
0: Swanee, eh? He's a character. So, go on Facebook... <laughs> To reinforce that, discussion board, put it on. It's one of those things where once we do the first one, people think, wow, that's really cool, I wish I'd done it. And so the next one, will get lots of people coming in. So if you want to get in the first Let's one... hope so. Yeah. If you want to get in the first one, get on it now. Sell, sell, sell. See, <laughs> so, so selling. Someone goes to me hey, the other day, you should be selling cars. So, no, I no, don't want to sell cars. No. But anyway, uh, so, so we'll, uh, yeah, okay, that's the end of that.
1: Workout of the month.
0: Sponsor... Coffees of Hawaii.com. Okay, now, we could talk about Coffees of Hawaii this week, but we're not going to. No. <laughs> get it, if you haven't got it for your Christmas present, it's probably too late, so get it for a New Year's present or a birthday present or just get some of coffee. It's amazing. You know that. We get so many emails about that. But more importantly, Albert, you're a train spotter. Do you know what a train spotter is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I would have been... I, I think you, you, your response is... Okay, explain the story. Okay, so we get this email from Albert, and he's going... I'm in, I'm in the Kona coverage. Wow, that's pretty cool, mate. Maybe he's got, they've got him on the run, yeah. you know, going along. Yeah. And in the background, coffee's Hawaii. Crowd's going crazy. Yeah. He had a good Kona, didn't he? Sorry? He had a good Kona. Yes. Yep, yeah, a good Kona. So, yeah. you know, this is a champion athlete. Mm-hmm. And he sends through this YouTube clip. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Look at the YouTube clip. It's, it's 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 about two seconds of swimming being slowed down to yeah. a minute. And he, and he does a commentary of him and where he has placed some, right at some stage, now it was a very strong swimmer, and yes, so he was strong, right swimmer. up the uh, up the front.
1: And he spotted himself, and He also spotted about. Three or four other people that he knew in there as well. Curly Freight Train, Mark Petrovica, Yep, who was looking at the camera. And I think should, all, was there as well. Should have been focused. I think he was. Should have been focused on a swimming rather than looking at the camera. But I, I guarantee, if I would have been exactly the same, I would be able to spot myself a mile away. Really? And uh, yeah.
0: You did comment on a stroke to go
1: across the yeah, midline. It's crossing the midline, a few other people looked like they commented on that as well. Yeah. Sloppy technique, but at the start of the swim, swim. Uh, look at that! More people commenting. Uh, plenty of people. Technique falls part a bit off the line, you know, you're hitting people over show but-
0: and you He seeing a scurvy over at start and he remembers it recognises his stroke. Super slow motor and looked at his race number again and sure enough it was him. Then he recognised Pedro behind him and a buddy next to him. Check out the old guy to the right who's driven got d- driven underwater, <laughs> just didn't belong there, peasant. <laughs> and then John comes back, looks like you're crossing the centre line a little bit. I gave him I
1: a smiley face though
0: a, You did you, Nice work mate <laughs> you, You're moving up in the world A little looks like a lot Chris Cobble son But if that can be fixed Yes He needs some lessons in the new year So I'll oh, give you a smiley face one day. We'll put, we'll put can, can you just give me one Just one They're hard They're hard earned Five years faces. mate Just one smiley face is all I want You know You're, you're a changing man John <laughs> You maybe should get in the smiley face You won't say your hard work She doesn't get, she doesn't get smiley faces Oh <laughs> <laughs> That could be a Christmas present. It could be. Just a big smiley face. So we'll put a link to that on, on imtalk.me, and you can check out Albert for one second. Yeah, and if you want some coffee, go to com,
1: and plenty of uh, as you said, New Year's uh, specials. For, you, for all you Poms and Americans, you know, you're getting hammered by this cold weather. This will be something to warm the cobbles oh, of your yeah. heart. The
0: cobbles of your yeah. heart. com. Check check, check it out Okay John We've got some uh, Just a couple quick questions Well hold on Get the camera going Bevan Get the camera going It's time for another YouTube club I do want to do another one We've got to I'm thinking what we need to do John I actually don't think We want to do this one Okay I think We should get the listeners To do them Yep Because we did the Des and Troy And and the people who've watched them Have loved them Mm -hmm. And I was at this great event On the weekend The Festival of Triathlon The House of Travel Festival Of Triathlon And people were loving it, John. Honestly, nice. everyone's coming up to me going, oh, Des and Troy, and yep. it was a hit. it's the hit of the year. Yeah, I'm always saying that, I'm thinking, because we've always said dominate the dojo, mm-hmm. I'm thinking we always say they did and Troy'd it yep. when people yeah. dominated the race. Let's try that. But I'm thinking you guys need to make a video and put it on our Facebook page or YouTube page. So you've got two options now. Yeah. There's a new one and a good old, who's sent this one through? Scotty yeah. slash Scooter. Scooter. Yeah. Saying you, you can add Dez and Troy, but don't forget cannons, legs for Sam and Ash, as in smash. Smash. smash! 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 So, Sam and Ash. And then, smash! Smash! So, and that's for your legs. Now we've got the whole body worked out. Yeah. So, but what we want you to do is get your kids, your family. Should I think of another one? You can, go, you can, <laughs> go, you can go. <laughs> closing his high right you're now, not going right? to be that quick do you know another one no oh. I've got an idea though Okay. maybe we could do a competition around this right. have we got anything we can give away right now I could probably find a, like a, a fuel belt cap or something ok Fuel belt cap <laughs> I don't know I'll find something find something John because put your clip on YouTube and in a new year you are free entry to the House of Travel Triathlon next year there you go so you can all go to New Zealand and do it then because that's really great ok Then Fegan actually sent an email to Luke Bell about the discussion we had about obligations as a pro. Right. And here's his response. Well, I think I'll give my two cents worth for what it's worth. It counts in relationship to what I think is responsible when you call yourself a professional athlete. I feel it is a privilege to be able to call yourself a professional athlete. What better way to make a living than by the sport you love and the term gets thrown over very easily these days. Growing up I refused to use the term unless I was able to sustain my lifestyle from the sport. This does not mean living week to week from cans of baked beans but being able to pay the bills, do the shopping and cover a mortgage, e.g. living. In terms of professional you have a responsibility. You are being employed by the companies to represent them. You are They are your employees and bosses. I find it quite funny when athletes complain about doing appearances, having to go to photo shoots and attend functions. They are complaining about the people that are paying their bills. It is one of those things uh, where it is not only on the race course where you need to be aware of the way you carry and present yourself people do not stop watching or listening to you once you change out of your race kit as professional athletes you need to be aware of this and be careful 24 7 you are a role model inspiration and people look up to you for advice and motivation in terms of events and being available to the public and appearances signings etc that is what you call sponsorship or that is what your sponsors and events organizers pay you to do and provide appearance fees appearance fee, you are paid to appear. Again, I find it quite honestly disappointing when athletes keep demanding about such keep demanding such about such things. And we wonder why our sport does not grow at the same degree as other sports. It's a part of the job. I do understand there needs to be a balance so that the performance is not compromised. However, I do not wish to do pre-event appearances. Then if you do not oh, if, Yeah. Then you cannot accept an experience fee and just raise for the prize money. Again, as a professional triathlete, I feel there is obligations that you need to do in order for our sport as a, to grow as a whole. Of course, we all need to work together as athletes and meet organisers and sponsors so that everyone benefits and performance across the board is maintained. So, that was his thoughts. Okay, good. Did is he email him directly, did he? Oh, I don't know where he got it from. Okay. But Luke Bell gave it to us, so
1: go Luke Bell. Gave it to us, did he?
0: Well, I think he can give
1: it to us via Luke Bell yeah I'd agree with all that that stuff there Uh, it's totally right
0: Dave Parsons sent through an email David Parsons sent through an email saying and he sent it on the first day of the third Ashes yeah and he goes to me what if you do Bev make sure you give the Aussies crap about the cricket because we're killing them (laughs) you were killing them weren't you David go the bombs for one day you were and then you got your butt kicked
1: why are we so I mean, I'm interested in it as well but why are we so interested in Australia playing
0: England I think the thing is Normally we're not, let's be honest. No,
1: no, no. Every time the Ashes comes around, we are.
0: Really? Yeah, in the last yeah, couple of years we yeah. have been because the Poms have been competitive. But in the, for oh, the last few yeah. years, when the Aussies have dominated for the last yeah. 20 years, I haven't given a crap. Yeah. It's just now that it's competitive. And I think it's just because the Aussies have dominated sport for so long. Mm. And this is a great series. Mm, I agree. You know, it's going to the wire. So. But David, sorry, I can't really give the Aussies crap right now. The Aussies have actually yeah. dominated you. Yeah, so. they killed it. Jeff Smith from the Triathlon Podcast also does another podcast the Power Up podcast mm-hmm. and he's got a great interview this week John I wasn't on there anything this week no <laughs> you weren't I was uh-huh. <laughs> it's a, it's a, just about around all the fitness stuff I do so if you want to listen to that I'll put a link to that on me. and just one other thing my latest fitness behaviour podcast came out a couple weeks ago haven't played it on here so if you want to check that nice. check, check, check it out go to my website bevanjamesisles.com nicknames must do must do and we did didn't we just before the show. Right. Okay. That one, is, we vetoed we that one, remember? Did we? Down the bottom. Okay. Okay, so these people are people who have donated to
1: the show. And we love them because we're going to Cone next year and we need donations to basically get us over there. We're going over there with uh, Endurance Travel while we're over there. So uh, if you want to check out any uh races they do got a good one coming up in chile awesome 70.3 down there check out endurance travel and and if you
0: listen to our shows from last year when we were in kona you know we 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 work really hard to deliver great content and, and you know everyone who listened to them we got great feedback and uh, just saying that we pretty much did the best coverage of Kona when we were there. So John and I are going to work really hard, and and we we just appreciate that you guys support us in doing this because this really only happens because you guys want us there. We're going to have a car this year, so we'll probably be able to get even more. Last year we did a bit of bonus riding. I tell you what, we're going to be going (laughs) to Granger again.
1: Righty-ho, so these people have either donated or a number of them have set set up... uh, Recurring payments, which is basically $1 a show. So it was $4 a month. So hopefully we bring more than $1 worth of value to you guys each week. So, Jim, no access,
0: all pass. Nice, because all pass, there's a pass. And so he can go, no, you can't come in. No access. He's got all the pass. Yes. Okay, Richard, sores. As in like, sores, high. Sores, high. Skyrocket sores. Nice. That works, eh? A couple
1: of people, uh, somebody who's donated in the past and is uh, carrying on. Simon Sky
0: High Stokes Nice, love his work Now Kevin Madden which is a, He's a lovely man, John isn't he yes. Because he gave it he's, He doesn't want the name himself He donated yeah. But he's just a good person John Yeah. And he's just saying Look I want to give it to Rich Hampton And so John you came up with this one And I can't remember
1: why Because I did it a couple of weeks ago Triple T dog Nice And it was, must have been Because he either did the triple T Or he did Come uh, what, he looks like a dog some, I don't know I just had to come up with something. I couldn't
0: call him <laughs> oh. T So triple T dog Nice. Mr. Vegan, Mr. Constant Deliverer. Keeps delivering. He really does. vegans great, honestly. And one thing I must say about vegan if you didn't know this, he's just breasted become a dad. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Well, we should tell the community. Uh,
1: he's, he's, he's and I've seen his Facebook photos. He's looking pretty happy. Good. Yeah. Right. He's
0: dead yeah? now. Nice. Dead.
1: Things are changing. I must say,
0: one, one's easy as, as a side note, your kids are growing up,
1: mate. Yeah. I haven't seen Thomas in a while. He's a, he's he's a, big, big, he's a, he's a big boy I now, isn't he? He loved it. The blenders just oh, I didn't see a lot of them, but they said... They had a ball at the race. Oh, that great! Because the house of travel had these big, good idea. If you got a race, they had these big yeah. inflatable balls, and the kids were just running around this big space, field and run around. They were loving it. Oh, Those good times. Uh, Rob, the Essex
0: Buccaneer McRitchie. Now you may wonder why we've done that one. First of all, we went to F-Link, so He's from Essex, which is why we went to Essex. But he's a pirate. Yes. He's a runner's world pirate, so Bacchanillo, hahari there, The Thesaurus came out. We got the out. And Richard Dawson. Now, that's the famous scientist names. So, There's, natural lightning. Richard Dawkins, but it sounds like. Birds, yeah, that's why, that's why we so natural lightning, Richard Dawkins. Now, Levine. Oh, Dawson. Dawkins. <laughs> uh, Lavina Gordon recently finished her first. Should have kept my t shirt on, John. Uh, I'm, I'm, got, I've got a cold, so I
1: can't sleep. Oh, because I've underarms. Yeah, I can't smell them. Smell so pretty good, Okay, Yeah, close it down though. It may smell. Lavina <laughs> uh, Gordon finished her first Ironman in Western Australia. I hope you got your entry in for next year. And she she's held off donating until she'd done that first ever Ironman, mm-hmm. wasn't it? This was very impressive. Love your work and very impressive donation as well. Love your work even more. And but she's got a husband who was also involved in sports So she's gifting her nickname to her husband, Ian Gordon. And we went with we we want try to go for the we well, like
0: the Flash Gordon because can't, can't do that. Okay. Well, I think we already have. Yes. <laughs> so. It's not that we can't because we've really got no standards. Yeah. It's more that we have. So we wanted to put something along that th- kind of yeah. theme, eh, hey, So Ian, Flare of Light Gordon. Flare of Light!
1: Or could we go, maybe we go the Flare of Light Gordon? Flare of Light Ian Gordon. I don't know. Yeah, yeah
0: I like that one. Yeah, yeah. That's better. Tom Chambers. Tom, the Impact Chambers.
1: Nice. Nice. That was rubbish time around here. Rubbish
0: right? time, uh Zoe.
1: Fanny spunky. No, no, herds. no
0: oh, sorry. oh, Oh, it's meant to be Funky Spunky Funky Spunky Funky Spunky Zoe yes. England Yes, Funky Spunky
1: You could have gone with the England theme there, maybe We could have Okay, do you want to change it? No Because you can veto it, I don't mind No, no I'm not I, I, there to teach to them I, I, I only veto if I've got a good suggestion anyway. no, 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 no,
0: I don't uh-huh. Okay, well let's see Richard Bosher He's coming with a pain infuser. Nice, because he infuses pain. Yeah, don't miss fun. He's gonna infuse infusing pain on your
1: ass. So if you want to donate to the show, help us get to Kona, it would be greatly appreciated. Give us a Christmas present.
0: Go to www.iamtalk.me and you'll check out on the front page here, we've just got a little get us to Kona button. John! you changed that, have you? Nice. Yeah, you like that? We're not allowed to use the word donate. No, no, just get us to Kona. PayPal. Won't let us. You told me to it the week you told me yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I i must not have been checking out the website very regularly. But we'll tell you. We've been getting lots of questions from people saying, "Love the iPhone, iPhone app. App. Can you get an Android one? One's getting made right now. Really? Yeah.
1: What, what does that mean? What is an Android? What did you say?
0: Android. Um, it's the Google phone. <coughs> right. So it's getting nice. made right now. Hopefully, in the New Year, we'll have it for you. So Sweet. Check, check, check it out. Oh, we have got some comments. Yeah, people You can uh, comment If you go onto our website You can go on there And comment who's commented Brett Sutton was Stella Can't wait for part two This is by far The best interview On IM Talk ever Also the best interview On triathlon In general On any podcast okay, Huge yes. kudos To scoring Such a candid interview With a legend Kai Ranenberg Yes yes Please do not cut The rest of the interview I agree People did get A little bit frustration With the cutting What do you mean we cut? Two shows Oh no Build a bridge team Build a bridge uh, just one of a couple of other quick things. Um, Ed Hawkins did one of those pixie things with you and I. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Quite so excited. I'll put that on our website as well because it was quite funny. And uh, it's highlights of the year, John. House of Travel
1: Triathlon Festival, DJ what? BJ and MC Kim. MC Ken was gold. It was, well, it was a good combination. Yeah. You know? it's a bit yeah. Like, I mean, people like how we sort of work together. I think it was pretty similar on the day. Yeah, Ken was great. So he's MC
0: Ken. Well wait a second, okay we'll, we'll do, we'll, do you want to talk about oh, I do think we need to do a wrap up of the year okay. So do you want to do this week's goss Then wrap up Or wrap up then this week's goss
1: I'll do this this year review
0: Okay John What have been the highlights of 2010 for you On a personal level and Then on triathlon level
1: Highlights for me on a personal level <sighs> oh, I'd say last weekend was probably One of the highlights for me The race And we'll talk about that in a moment uh, Other than that what else oh, And then length of New Zealand camp. That was a long time ago. That was right at the start of the year, but that was uh, that was awesome. And what do you think about
0: just the sport right now? Do, do, what's What's this year going to be remembered for?
1: Oh, uh, Kona was was awesome. Um, yeah, the the race was one of the most spectacular seen in many many years.
0: It is an iron war, isn't it? It's, it's going to be one of those ones. Twenty years, we'll still be talking about eh? Yeah,
1: and and Chrissy's performance in road you know. Uh, Gonna win that tight That uh, I mean, obviously we didn't see the coverage of that. When you talk to Brett Sutton, uh, obviously we obviously heard today was how was hard, how harsh, how how hard she pushed in that race, and how, how beat up she obviously made herself to go that fast. So it would be interesting to see how if she beats that record again, and nobody around at the moment is ever going to get close to it. So it could stand for a very very long time, as did Paula Newby-Fraser's record when she set that back in about '91. You know, it stood for. Close on twenty years, uh, so probably be my triathlon highlights and personal highlights, and obviously family is always the number one highlight. But uh, oh, no, so, you so much, so much to come from that. Uh, but those are my triathlon highlights. Bevan your highlights?
0: Yeah, definitely kind of watching Mecca and, and Ray Lu. Going head to head, it was just an exciting race, you know. Because it, it kind of was one of those days where you kind of come and go, you can kind of go do some washing, you know, and you don't feel like you're missing out much because it's pretty clear pretty early on the run who's going to take it out, mm-hmm. or at least by halfway. Whereas this year, you couldn't leave it, and uh, and I did like the fact that you know we we're all communicating on Facebook, the people are on Facebook and stuff, so mm-hmm. that, was, that was really great. Uh, Chrissy, obviously, as well, I think those are the two significant things this year. I think the sports, you know, like. We give WTC some shit at the time Because you know sometimes they deserve it But at the end of the day I think the sport seems to be moving in a new direction And I think some of the stuff they're doing is really good I think the sport's great as well Because they've got some good competition Mm -hmm. And I think anything that's making them pull their socks up So Mm -hmm. the whole experience of long distance triathlon Is getting better for the athlete And the race organisers out there So uh, it's such a growing sport So I I think the next few years coming up There's going to be some massive growth which is really great Personal level Oh you just, you just,
1: I, don't know, I haven't given this last thought. You've got to give a
0: bit of thought to yeah, those things. A year's a long time, you know. I'm, I'm enjoying my daughter growing up. Right. I think 13's a cool age. I've got six girls in the lounge right now. Really? Yeah, they they, they came round to my house last night at like 10 o'clock, and they'll, stay, they'll keep me up to like 1.30. I'm doing, come on, kids. <laughs> that's okay, because that's how we roll. Yeah. Um... You've got your new podcast out there. Yeah, you know what? And that, that is proving proven to be hugely successful, and it's, it's quite rewarding because I put a lot of work into that one. Uh, not that I don't put any work into this one. Yeah. But that one I put a huge... Different sort work of work for this one. I do yeah. the, the content for this one, and you do all the production. That's right. And the, whereas that one, I put a lot of work into the, the content. But um, that's really great. Uh, what else? Yeah, it's been a good year. It's been a good, good year. That's good. It's been a good year. Summer is rocking over here. Yeah, we haven't been the best summer we've had in years, Hey. Mm. Okay, John, now tell us about the weekend. It all went pretty, pretty well. No major dramas at all.
1: So was there any stress for you? If everybody's asked me that, and really there was yeah, a very little relaxed. stress. Um, it was just one moment of stress towards at the start um, when some swim boys uh, weren't in place, and, and they, we, I, I, I sorted it out just in time. And
0: what was it if, just before the start? Yeah, pretty much. Oh really? <laughs> Keep that uh, on the download. We didn't yeah. know about that.
1: Um, but other than that. I basically said, when my watch, you know, basically the first race was starting at 8.30, I said the first race is starting at 8.30, and it started to the second. Every race ran exactly on time, so it was great. I mean, the feedback has been, I mean, I'm not going to blow my own trumpet, but it's been no, no, overwhelming. It but largely, that's part of the team and part of the race, of the, the venue. The venue is just yeah. awesome. And it was an
0: amazing venue because, for those of you who went there, which is obviously just about obvious, uh-huh. all <laughs> of but... It was. It's a perfect venue because we are kind of set up on one side of the lake, but then you could pretty much watch probably about 60 to 70% of the race just mm. based from there because you could watch the runners come on the other side of the lake. You only really missed probably 20% of the run. Yep. And then on the bike, you could also see them go off in the distance. You didn't get to see a lot of the bike, but you got to see enough. And, it was three laps. And it was a constant stream as well, mm. so there was always kind of people coming through on the bike, so it was really great. And, yeah, it just, just went smoothly. And the weather was uh,
1: was. Average. Yeah. It was cloudy and we had a little bit of drizzle, which was a bit of a pain. But in the same side of things, the day before was 33 degrees, and and it would have been, been horrible. And the yeah. day before that, it was pissed down with rain all day. So yeah. can't complain too much. People for racing conditions, it was actually very good. Just for spectating, it was just it wasn't bad, but it was just a bit of a pain. Um, but on the whole, really good feedback. Do well, it I must year, say the organisation
0: was pretty great because really, guys, like we had. One race would start and then, you know, they'd get on the bikes and then we'd be doing, like one stage we had like three races going at one time, Mm. but it wasn't disorganised, it wasn't messy, you know, like sometimes you do those races and it just gets ugly and you you start to worry about safety and you start to worry about all these other things, whereas it it just seemed, it was like clockwork, John.
1: Well, it had all been time to be that way, I knew there was going to be a little bit of crossover with sort of front-enders and tail-enders, but really, you know, my goal was, I wanted everybody to come away with a good experience, as you probably do, but really, I just provided the athletes I basically had I could probably count on one hand how many questions I had at briefings and things like that because I had a like a 15 page manual that I think answered pretty much every single question they could have I had signs everything was signed properly so everybody knew where they were supposed to go um, and just tried to make it so there was no questions and made sure it was, it was well marshalled That could have had a couple of extra in places but that's what you want as an athlete you want to basically be able to turn up the race not be stressed about organisation um, to it, just little things that people commented on like numbering all the bike racks Um, people really appreciated that and then from a spectator's view, you know, you want to have good commentary, and you and Ken did an amazing job in terms of keeping everybody informed, pumping up the atmosphere. It was yep. awesome. Ken was great. And um, and then from the sponsors, you want to give your sponsors good good value as well. You guys mentioning them, they got a lot of coverage and media beforehand, and, and feeding information to the athletes. So I think everybody came away pretty happy. So it was it was all good and pretty good numbers for the first year. I was pretty pretty pleased. It was not. A sellout, but it was sort of about two thirds of the way up between worst case scenario and best case scenario. Yep. So it was pretty good.
0: It's an event that will be ongoing too. So it's one yeah. of these events where five years from now, all of Christchurch will be doing what 250,000 people go right. there. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be yeah, bigger than Texas. <laughs> okay, guys, well, that's, uh, that's pretty much just for the year. So in the next two weeks, um, we're going to be having uh, the best of the year. So if you want to contribute to what uh, those will be, go to F-Links and chuck it on discussion of the week. Uh, I just want to say a big thanks to everyone this year You know, um, we, we love what we do You know, and uh, I was actually talking to Jeff on the other podcast, uh, just about this one A little bit, and just saying that John and I just, we love being here every week It's, it's you know, like it's it's kind of A little bit of a job thing for us, you know yeah. But at the end of the day, it's we, we're pretty lucky Because we just get to hang out for you guys every week So we appreciate that you guys support The show, that you guys help us out And, you know, a lot of the work of the show is actually done by you guys And, uh just good luck for the new year Have a wonderful time With your family And Christmas And all the rest of it And hope it stops, st- hope it stops snowing For you guys up north So you can do some training Yeah And bring on 2011 Because we've got a huge year Back to Kona next year So That's right It's going to be a huge John No snow over there I'm Russ I'm not Train hard Train smart Kia, Kia kaha Kia. Kia.
1: Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Big show Christmas celebration show There you go You can listen to a Christmas Day with your family's smart. up
0: New presents <laughs> <laughs> Here we go